thanks for listening in. Welcome to Leading Well, where we get to know leaders and how they make it happen. I'm your host, Tim Davis. And I'm his co-host, Alyssa. Let's welcome our guest today. Thanks so much for being here, Scott Dye. Hey, thanks for having me. You bet. Yeah, Scott. So um, we we like to just get down to it usually. And so um, maybe explain what it is you did or what it is you're doing. Well, I... Uh, what I am doing right now is I have become a chaplain for Salem Police Department. And I am I'm not a, let's say, a community chaplain, but my role is for the officers and staff at the department. So I, uh, that, that's what I'm there for. Yeah. I'm, for I'm there for, for the them. For the officers and the staff, yeah. That's good. What uh, for our listeners? What was life growing up uh, as a child, being Scott Die? Uh, well, let's see. We we moved around a little bit, and most of my memories were in Springfield, Oregon, and uh, we were living the high life. Uh, we had one of the first double wides in the uh, trailer park, okay. and we were across from the pool. And so I uh, I thought life was great. I mean, it was just uh, and. I, I hung out at the pool a lot. Yeah. And that's where I got very comfortable in the water. And then later later on in life in the military, that served me well. <laughs> and uh, so my mom was married seven times. Okay. I think wow. only four or five until I left. I left home at uh, right, oh, probably a month after I turned 17. Mm. Mm. And lived in a little trailer until my adopting dad signed off on the paperwork when I was 17 to join the Marine Corps. Okay. So I, I got out of town and... And joined the Marines. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I know that you uh, served the military, and then uh, then on to law enforcement, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. When I got out of the Marine Corps, I was uh, in a. Uh, it was a grunt at first, and mm-hmm. then I I was a mortarman, and then I was able to test and get into a unit uh, uh, called reconnaissance, and was able to go to a lot of training there, and mm-hmm. we called it high speed low drag. And, um, and so when I got out of the Marine Corps, I had uh, put my resume together and I was all proud of it. And I went to a, a job fair. I remember at a mall and, and one of the companies actually was honest and he laughed and he said, if we ever need a mercenary, we'll let you know. <laughs> and so I, I was like, kind of set back a little bit because I thought, man, I got all this leadership, you know, and, yeah. and so I, I, uh, Ended up meeting my wife. I went back to a little town to meet my biological dad and uh, ended up meeting my wife. And then we got married, and I then met uh, the police chief there. He was a Marine. I was a Marine. I went, and he went, and I got hired. (laughs) (laughs) And that was the interview, folks. uh, And then later on, I I moved to a larger department and and then um, ended up retiring out of law enforcement. Mm. Yeah. There you go. You mentioned that you know for, through your time at the Marine Corps, you've gained a lot of leadership. Uh, when did you know? When did you first know that you were a leader? You know, I really have never known I was a leader. I, uh, I, I, I don't want to be the person that says I am. You know, the leader, and um, so I just ended up getting put into positions, mm-hmm. and. Then building the team with the with teamwork and getting very close to the people that I worked with, mm. 
And I just got put into positions to where it just felt comfortable. Mm. And I think, you know, humility is 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 huge. And I, I try to practice that more and more because I, I find myself, you know, even today, getting in, the pride getting in the way. Mm. And before I never knew all these, what was going on with me. And mm. now after the last six years serving the Lord and studying and studying and studying, um, I have, you know, learned so much more about mm. myself. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, this is a question we ask people a lot. Um, what was maybe the first thing you noticed you had passion for? Oh, probably hard work. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, uh, and, and just doing good. Hmm. Um, I, I, I strive to do good at, at everything I was trying to do. Yeah. And, you know, and later in life that kind of, um, turned around on me when uh, I was trying to impress God. And <laughs> yeah, he, he told me, hey, I'm not impressed. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of ways to describe our personalities. One maybe oversimplifier is, uh, you know, introvert or extrovert. Do you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? I'm like a squirrel. Um, yeah. I, uh, in an in a extrovert. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, can you remember how old you were when you had your first cell phone? Oh, goodness. Um, I was at Coos Bay Police Department. And we got this thing that was about the size of a brick. <laughs> exactly. I was a uh, uh, narcotics canine handler, and so I needed to have a phone. I first had a pager for a long time. Yeah. And then we got this big phone. And then we got one that was a box phone. It was like a, in a case, and yeah. you would carry it around in the car. Yeah. Um, that had to have been late nineties. Yeah, and so mid nineties. You've been how old, give or take? Oh, uh, let's see. If it was ninety five, I was born sixty two, so thirty three years old. Yeah. So wait a minute. You you went through elementary, middle school, and high school without a cell phone. So it is possible. Oh. <laughs> Most weekends I just stick it on the side. I try to stick it on the side and, and not even touch it now. So yeah, that's good. That's good. What hmm. is the biggest surprise that you found working in either the Marines or in your law enforcement career? Uh, I guess the surprise, you know, is is if you give people a chance, they will actually show you um, that they can change. Hmm. You know, I saw a lot of. Just bad things yeah. in law enforcement. And it, it makes you kind of disgruntled and, and yeah. cold. And, and so trying to keep everything in, in perspective mm. but, uh, and trying to find, you know, more of the brighter things of life instead of going negative all the time. Mm. And I guess the opposite of kind of what you said was, what is something fun that you get to do that's work-related or that you did do that was work-related? Oh, goodness. I love having fun. I I have been involved in quite a few things. And I think the funnest thing I ever did was snowmobiling. Mm. I absolutely love snowmobiling. Yeah. But I had to give that up. Um, I hurt my back and... 
then I got better and I wanted another one. And <laughs> my wife's like, really? So I said, okay, no. <laughs> you like going around without pain, yes? Okay. Yeah. 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 That's good. That's good. Uh, we ask this question a lot too. Like uh, there's nothing new under the sun, right? So what's one of the better ideas that you ripped off and, uh, and applied to the way you do things? So I got a good buddy that oh, he teaches law enforcement military all around the world. And he got on me one time, and uh, I think it is, no matter what you do, like training or go to a class, um, if you think it's just so boring and you're not going to get anything out of it. He, he got on me one time because I was kind of complaining, and he said, you have the ability to find something out of every class or course or seminar you go to that you can use in life. Hmm. That way it wasn't a waste of your time, but you have to find that. So every book, every thing I, if I'm just like, oh, this is horrible, (laughs) then I I go, okay, I have to find one thing. And I I try to find that one thing that I can use. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know uh, you've taken a a bigger role at at Church on the Hill with men's ministry and uh, getting to do some teaching and I mean when was kind of the first time you saw that identified that in yourself you know uh, from a speaking or leading way well I love teaching I've been teaching for since I was in the Marine Corps Um, I got out I was a scuba diving instructor and then I I went in and defensive tactics instructor and I became a senior instructor at the academy then I came a training coordinator and lieutenant and I would always put courses on and I I was comfortable in the courses that I knew the skills and it was kind of funny when I uh, surrendered my life to Christ in February 4th 2017 I love teaching but I thought there's no way I can teach <laughs> there, there is no way I can teach uh, out of the Bible yeah. and I remember the first time that I did it was at a men's breakfast and I just felt the presence of God and I thought okay uh this is awesome. And so I still love teaching and I, I, I love to put some courses together and, but I, now I, I don't do it. I, I wait till I, uh, I feel that the Lord's telling me hmm. and just like the iron sharpens iron one day in church when Bruce was saying something and it wasn't even completely anything to do with, with, uh, the Proverbs twenty seven seventeen, but that came to me while I was sitting in church. And so I taught the iron sharpens iron. Yeah. And that one kind of hit home because it's really like in, in the Marine Corps. You know, we had a, a very small unit. And then moving on and, and trying to help men out. And then now being a, a, ch- a chaplain is, uh, you know, a ministry of presence. But just they're helping. And so I um, enjoy doing that, but I, I try to do it to make sure it's not, again, that pride doesn't get in there. Because I, I, I struggle with that. I like getting up and I'm like, okay, is this for me or is this for them? <laughs> yeah, that's good. What uh, If you're looking at life right now, you know, and uh, you've got a, uh, a wife, grandkid, um, what what is the biggest challenge you have in your life these days? Hmm. Well, after I retired from law enforcement, I went in the corporate world and, um, it was really busy. 
You know, I was, I was flying out every week and I was doing very well. And, you know, sometimes I, I look back and I miss the money. Right. <laughs> but I have to make sure I'm not, you know, focused on that. Um, and now just realizing I didn't need all the things that I thought I needed and taking the quality time. Like mm. we got to spend our weekend with our, our grandson. Our, our granddaughters, we have to go a little further. They're in Texas. So yeah. we'll be going down in, in a couple months to see them. But uh, just taking the time and looking around and enjoying the beauty that, mm. uh, um, I mean, it snowed at our place. We had we had like an inch and a half of snow on the ground at our house last night. Just <laughs> staring at that and just watching it come down. It was just, uh, it was really cool. It was cool, but then I was also bummed. I go, man, I got some projects to finish up out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What's a, a, maybe a discipline or a routine for you that you find beneficial to yourself to your position or you know you know just one be a, being accountable hmm. um i mean you're accountable to the lord but i uh i've always my wife and i we we've always made our bed and in the morning we we make the bed every morning and one of the coolest things she made these prayer mats and for us a few years ago and probably four years ago now maybe even a little longer and what we do is every time we make the bed, we put the prayer mat back up on the pillow. Mm. And then at nighttime, it's sitting there. So when you unmake the bed, you have to look at that prayer mat. So we get on our knees for over three years. Every single night, we're on our knees praying. Wow. And so accountability, you know, accountability to the Lord, but then also accountability to people. You know, if, you, if you're in a, in a situation or in a position to where you're supposed to be doing something, I mean, don't forget about it. Write good notes, put it in the calendar, but be accountable. If you tell somebody, if I tell somebody, hey, I'm going to follow up on that, I'm going to bring you this book, then write it down or, and, and be accountable. Because one of the things, especially for you know trying to get into this world of a chaplain, which wasn't my idea, <laughs> um, being there for them, but then if I say I'm going to do something, do it. I mean, mm. I've got a prayer list now that's getting longer and longer. <laughs> um, and... I, I just I feel prayer is so wonderful because it's just it's amazing of what happens when you actually start praying. Hmm. But that accountability, I think, is so important. Yeah. 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 I think uh, we need to build accountability in, in like you were just saying, in, in maybe all areas of our life. Right. I mean, from our relationships to our coworkers to whatever responsibilities we have. I mean. Uh, left or our own, uh, it's, you know, it just doesn't go well. <laughs> so without any accountability, right? I mean, uh, yeah. Well, let's try a couple of this or that questions, lighthearted stuff. Uh, how about uh, cake or pie? Pie. Pie. He didn't have a lot of – there was no – There was no thought. <laughs> no, no pause there. My wife cooks yeah. this apple pie in a brown paper sack in the oven. It's called brown, uh, brown bag apple pie, and it's the most amazing pie in the in the world. So that's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, car or truck? Good. Okay. Okay. How about um, amusement park or a day at the beach? Day at the beach. I figured I knew the question. <laughs> knew the answer to that question. So. Yeah. At the movies, is it candy or popcorn? 
most of the, the correct time answer popcorn. is both. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like yes. the Sour Patch stuff, but I only get that if we, are, you know, once in a while fit uh, popcorn. It'd be popcorn. Yeah, that's good. It's fair that's choice. Good. Yeah. Are well. you a Coke or a Pepsi person? Neither. 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 Yeah, that's good. There that's good. Go. What do you think makes for an effective meeting? An effective meeting. Um, structure. For one, you you can't have an effective meeting unless you you have a plan for the meeting. Mm. You have to have you don't just have a meeting to have a meeting. I have been in companies that have a meeting to have a meeting just because what's on this calendar. Mm. And um, so having a plan, having structure in there and having a time limit. Those are some of the things that I always looked at. And again, time, 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 time is important. I was kind of a. <laughs> Very strict on time when I was running things. <laughs> what does retirement look like to you, you think? Uh, well, my wife and I had about a year, a little over a year, year and a half of it. Uh, projects, working in the yard, um, just a lot of yard work. We yeah. were doing building projects. Uh, if, for those of you who don't know, they've got like a Hilton Hotel for a, a chicken coop for their chickens that I've been out to see. It's pretty impressive to, yeah, the old, it's called the Coupe de Ville. It's out yes. of the 50s uh, horse trailer. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, those, those chickens are well taken care of. Is but, that uh, yard work and projects, is that something you really enjoy? I like I like doing projects. I'm building a waterfall right now with rock walls, and um, uh, it's been quite the undertaking. Yeah. And I got it almost done, but this next year I have to finish the, the lower section of it. Mm. There you go. Well, the first thing he was passionate about was hard work, so there you go. Yeah. Got to keep it going. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, when you got a little bit of land, there's always uh, stuff to make happen out there, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, how about uh, some of the organizations that are uh, in our community or listening uh, depend on a volunteer base or whatever? What, what kind of advice towards volunteers uh, would you give if they're listening, if they're volunteering at a nonprofit or, you know, an organization, community in town? What's a piece of advice you'd give them? Well, passion. You know, be passionate about it. And don't say yes to everything. And mm. I, I have, I've had to back out uh, of things. I've gotten, you know, saying yes, 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 and then thinking, okay, no, this isn't my strong suit. This isn't what I'm passionate about. So uh, volunteering, I mean, we've been volunteering now for f- five, six years. And you have to have passion for it. And then, and if you're going to do it, do it with your whole heart. Hmm. And so make sure that – and make sure your family isn't, you know, struggling because of it. Uh, hopefully you can do something together. And it's funny because I – again, I wasn't going to do this, the chaplain, but about five months ago, uh, one of the chaplains named George asked me, and I said no. <laughs> then a month later, he asked me again. I said, no. And then a month later, he said, no, our one chaplain's leaving. We really need another chaplain. I said, no. And the fourth time, uh, about four months from when he started pestering me, <laughs> uh, he uh, he goes, man, you're... I said, stop. George, stop. Quit asking me. I go, I'll, 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 t- I'll do this. I'll pray about it, and then I will let you know. <laughs> Well, I did, and I called the next day, and I said, "Well, it looks like I'm going to be a chaplain." <laughs> oh. And I had, I had no, no idea I would ever be a chaplain. It's really 
wild and crazy the path sometimes that God leads you down. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm loving it. Uh, yeah. It's got its days, mm. but I feel, and my wife, because we used a chaplain at the beginning of our career, mm. my career, when I had struggled and I had a couple of things that I had happened uh, within the first three years that was really bad. And so I was struggling in a chaplain we went and saw and helped us out. I uh, didn't even know what a chaplain was. And again, I wasn't, you know, following Christ. And, right. But it took this guy, he was a big guy, he had these big meat hook hands, you know, and he leaned across the table and he put his finger in my face and he goes, are you that stupid? And uh, <laughs> I'm like, who is this guy? So, um, but he helped us get through some things and I credit him for helping save our marriage and my career. Mm. But uh, so going back, if you're going to volunteer, you know, have passion about it. Make sure it's the right fit for you Uh, because there's all kinds of things to volunteer for. Uh, And then if you're going to do it, do it. Don't just half-heartedly do it. You know, do it. Yeah, yeah. One of the things you pointed out was uh, I would word it a little differently. Like sometimes people see something in us that we don't see yet. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, that's happened multiple times in, in my life. And, uh, you know, it, it sometimes it's easier for someone else to to see that, you know, passion or gift, you know, like you would say, well, I've rarely ever thought of myself as a leader. But, you know, it's, as soon as you're in the military, leadership, you know, follows you continuously and then your career and, and even now. And so, yeah, I also think that, you know, somebody some people say, well, you know, a person's a born leader. Well, I think leadership is also learned. You know? yes, <laughs> so yeah. it's, yeah, you know, so for those of you out here that, that are listening, you don't, you don't perceive yourself as a leader. It's, it's just a skill like, like anything else, you know, and it usually traces back to integrity and character and work ethic and some of those things, accountability. And, you know, you start applying that and, uh, and because other people don't, uh, all of a sudden next thing you know, you're the assistant manager at whatever place you're working at or the manager or, you know, on to bigger and better things. Yeah. Yeah. I remember first time I saw you was, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we're starting to attend the church there and, and you just came up and your, your presence. I mean, the, the, the joy that you had and the, and just, uh, you know, you felt me make me, you make, you made me feel just at home. And that's so important too. Hmm. And I got a lot out of that watching you and seeing you go around and talk to people and never to think that I would actually ever be into those <laughs> positions there at the church too. And, um, yeah. but yeah, it, it's, and, and I, like, I go back to passion. I mean, you had the passion. You wanted to make sure that people, were felt that they belonged and that that right. if you could help them that you would and so that's uh that's huge that's huge especially in people coming into you know a church maybe for the first time and they're mm-hmm. like you know do I really want to be here because <laughs> I was saying I did not want to be there when I right. first started coming in cuz I I was only doing it to make my wife happy right mm. yeah and look at you now yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> if if there was one thing you wanted, like, to, you know, one thing you really wanted to communicate to the listeners, what would that one thing be? Humility. You know, I, again, I struggle that too because I'm, I, uh, I'm kind of a, you know, loud and proud, you know, <laughs> take charge. And, and it's like, man, you got to step back and, and humble yourself. But, uh, um, 
and not to judge so much. I mean, I judged people all my life. You know, I judged people in the military, um, combatants or not, or you know, then in the law enforcement, the same thing. You know, or they tell me the truth, or they, and then as you know, I, even being a police officer at home with my own family and kids, and you know, I I look back and go, man, you know, you can still have those the discernment and that, but you got to take a step back and 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 sh- have some humility. Hmm. And you know, take a deep breath and just say, "Okay, is this uh, am I judging this person, or you know, is this even what I'm supposed to be doing?" And hmm. and uh, you know, take a step back. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, um, I think you know we're coming to the end of of our time together. It goes fast. Yeah, sure. Appreciate you carving out time and uh, uh, us being together. And and for those listeners out there, um, is there a way that they could contact you if they wanted to get in touch? Maybe a email address or through the chaplaincy stuff. Or oh yeah, there's uh, through the chaplaincy program there or Church on the Hill Men's Ministry. Okay. Uh, there's a men's ministry. Uh, uh, link yep. and so if somebody wants to get a hold of me there um, or through the chaplaincy program and it's uh, I'm trying to well, I know the church on the hill the, one would be um, men at cough community.com correct yeah and that'll yep. that gets to me yeah cool awesome. all right well thanks so much for sharing you bet thanks okay. for being here thanks for having me thank you for joining us If you'd like to learn more about what Scott Dye does in men's ministry at Church on the Hill or in his chaplaincy program, you can email men at cothcommunity.com. That's the men's ministry email for Church on the Hill. You can listen to our new podcast episodes air on KSLM every Saturday at 11 a.m. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Leading Well by Valor Mentoring. 